The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Very good Wednesday morning to you. It's June 14th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. I drove by the school, by our office this morning, and right there on the billboard, last day of school. Today, today is the day. Well, wow, that's a day. bit of a hard open for the morning blend. <laughs> yes, but I suppose uh, if you are a high schooler, there is one day of the school year that is probably the easiest to wake up for. <laughs> that's and that's the last day of school. The last day of school. I always remember that. It's funny how that works, and particularly in high school, because you always had things to do to to work or whatever. But that last day of school was always awesome, just sitting in the classroom. You're just kind of twiddling your thumbs, yes. watching the clock, because you you don't have anything to do typically. You know, you're just kind of wrapping things up, and uh, yeah. So it's just like it's the it's the uh, cruise to the end. That's it. Yeah. Now I'm not sure how much participation they're going to get, but the Evergreen School District in Vancouver uh, today is supposed to be the official last day of school, but they have Thursday and Friday for snow day makeup. Oh no! And so I'm not sure who's <laughs> going to actually yes. go. I, there's nothing. For them to do. I think right. finals is over for the high schoolers today, perhaps. And uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those weird, I don't know. Yeah. Let's learn, kids. <laughs> when... What are we okay. going to do today? I don't know. I, I remember on, I'm trying to remember, this might have been in middle school, on the last day of school, they set it up where we basically just played games. We, okay. It was like a field day and you just did fun things. Yeah. You, you, had, to, you had to fulfill the calendar but they just filled it with kind of fun things to do. For sure. So maybe that's what they'll do. That could be what they'll yeah. do is just kind of wrap things up, uh, watch a movie. Yeah. That's always when you see the television and, and a movie up. That's like, okay, I know what we're going to be doing today. Yeah. So something like that. We'll see. Now, I don't know. I, I know Portland Public Schools is their last day. I think seniors were done earlier. They usually finish oh, up a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. graduation. Graduation. Yeah, graduations, I think, in yeah. Clark County were last week. I was seeing a lot of pictures on my Facebook feed of proud parents and graduates. I mean, that's the thing when you have kids, like I still have kids at home, yeah. that you see these friends and, yeah. and mom's group and church, you know, baccalaureate masses were happening throughout the, the archdiocese. So, yeah, oh, all the hope in the world at this point in their life. You know what this week is? Dads and grads. Dads and grads. Dads and grads. This Sunday, right. Father's yeah, Day. Father's Day coming up this Sunday. All so. right, kids, you're back on the <laughs> clock. You thought you'd get to celebrate yourself for a little bit. Yeah. Get over it. Time to celebrate dad. So do you recall when you were going to school, what was your very first summer job? 
Do you recall? Oh, I do remember. Yeah. Uh, it, I worked at an avocado packing company in Escondido. That's right. That yeah. was my first job. And I would stand up there and I would get all of the bad looking avocados <laughs> and put them on another little belt that took them away to right. some other boxing area. That go. was my first job. I was okay. making $3.10 an hour or something big, like big that. Big money right there. Yeah. So mine was right out of, I think, seventh grade, middle school, uh, Right into the fields to pick strawberries. Pick strawberries. We, we had a platoon bus that picked us up, all the neighborhood kids on the corner. Hop on that bus, they drive you out to a field, and you pick strawberries all day. And, Interesting. Uh, you know, it's strawberry season right yeah. now. I had to get right to it. Now, our son, uh, who is finishing his junior year, he's got a lead on a blueberry farm. Oh, nice. That is paying yeah. per pound or whatever that he can come in and, and do a little work. So we'll see how much that... Uh, that uh, fleshes out, we'll say. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, yeah, it's fun. Fun time of year. So, oh, uh, yeah. Looking forward to a good summer. Although looking outside compared to the weather that we've had recently, yeah. not exactly a uh, bright spring day. Now, it's going to be a little cooler today. Actually, we'll get to it in the forecast. What do you have coming up today? Well, David, the U.S. bishops have all gathered together for their spring meeting. They've got some big topics to cover. One vote could affect do- Catholic doctors and their patients. All right. Uh, have you been bitten by mosquitoes yet oh, this year? Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's a, it looks like it's an early mosquito season, what? so we'll have that for you in the news as we well. we got a great show ahead for you on this morning. Here is Dana Catherine and my Savior in me. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Tell me, Lord, tell me, Lord, how can it be that you would choose to use someone like me? Someone like me. Couple billion people in this world, yeah, you have chosen to use somebody. Put into the paper of reflection of my makeup. 
Catherine and my Savior in me. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Wednesday morning. From what we can understand, it's the last day of school for many. So, <laughs> for uh, many. Have a, have a fun day today. Going to talk with Leonardo Filippis, St. Luke Productions, good friend. Going to tell us what their summer plans are. It's coming up after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Say yes to God and celebrate life with Mater Dei Radio and the Hail Mary Media app. We're uniting with the Archdiocese of Portland and praying a new Celebrate Life Novena leading up to a Celebrate Life Mass with Archbishop Alexander Sample on Sunday, June 25th at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. A Rosary for Life will be prayed before Mass and the Christ the King Children's Choir will sing. Inspire a culture of life with the new Celebrate Life Novena, available online at MatraDayRadio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. 
Each day contains a stirring reflection to help you become what Pope St. John Paul II called a genuine witness who embodies a culture of life through obedience to God's plan and support of families. Say yes to God and join us in this special Novena prayer now on the Hail Mary Media app and Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. We're waking up to morning clouds that should stick around for the day. After that, that's going to keep temperatures much cooler today. By lunchtime, we're looking at about 60 degrees. And by this afternoon, temperatures going to top out at 67 degrees. Overnight cooling way down right around the 50 degree mark. Then tomorrow, very pleasant, hardly sunny skies. Highs again back to about 75 degrees. All right, very nice. Uh, currently 57 degrees at St. Charles Church in Portland. And it is 57 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, the summer months may be slow time for some folks, but for the good folks at St. Luke Productions, the work continues to bring you inspirational performances that you have come to know and love from this talented company of faith-filled artists. Give us an update on their summer plans is the founder and president of St. Luke Productions, Leonardo DeFilippis, and he joins us this morning. How are you, my friend? Very good. God bless you so much. Thank you for having me on, and it's so great to be able to talk to your to uh, the audience here, the the listeners, because uh, we've been with you guys a long time. So, uh, no, it's great. Yeah, oh, well, thank yeah. you. We do appreciate that, absolutely. Hey, I'm going to go back in your memory banks here. See, uh, see if you can answer this early morning question. So, Brenda and I were talking about today is the last day of school for many folks in the area, for many of the kids in the area. So do you remember your very first summer job? My very first summer job? Yep, out of, out of school. Out of school? Well, my dad was a butcher, so I had to go in the summers and um, help him in the grocery store. So I was probably cleaning up the, cleaning up the meat department there as you a little go. kid. There I go. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great to hear the diversity of jobs that kids have when uh, they're growing up and things they did. I myself, I was telling Brenda, I was out uh, picking strawberries uh, on a platoon out of school. I think that was in middle school. Oh, that's right. Well, I picked prunes too. Prune trees. (laughs) There there you go. (laughs) Those those were the days. Yeah, that's right. well, here we are in, heading into the summer months, St. Luke Productions. I uh, just kind of wanted to get an update from you. I know you always have a lot of things going on, performances, working on movies. And so uh, what what are the summer plans for St. Luke Productions? Well, thank you for asking, David. Um, yeah, what we're doing right now is we have to uh, uh, kind of stop our traveling from uh, April and, and, excuse me, May and June in order to kind of regroup because we have so much going on uh, in terms of trying to get the shows all booked for next season, which starts in September. Right. So, uh, and we're still, it's still, it's interesting coming out of the COVID years, you know, that kind of stopped us for two straight years. So people, it's taken a while to get things drummed up again for live performances. So I want everyone to pray for that because that's been a complicated situation. And we're hoping to get some of the old shows back uh, like St. Faustina and St. Uh, Therese and some of the others. Um, 
but the other thing is we're trying to complete the the, the editing of uh, Tolton from Slave to Priest, uh, which we did in our studio. And uh, and then the last thing is we're trying to do Heart of Mercy, which is the movie that, you know, uh, stars um, Jonathan Rumi and, uh, from The Chosen, but also Maria Vargo, who did that uh, wonderful job with St. Faustina. And that's very complex. So we're kind of having a difficult time in terms of just the funding because we have to get through the summer months. We don't usually get any funding during the summer months, uh, very rarely, uh, too much. So uh, it's a, you know, a tougher time to get through. So uh, we're just asking people to pray for us and to maybe if they can, if they can donate towards our cause, uh, you know, then, then we, we can keep going, keeping this ministry. It's been 43 years, hard to believe. And I can remember, you know, uh, going talking about the past uh, when was when it wasn't Mater Day Radio for those o- older listeners, KBVM. Right. Uh, when that was its true name at that time, you know, uh, there was two things that happened that were kind of significant. One was we had an opportunity to go to World Youth Day to open Maximilian Colby, the first show on Maximilian Colby, at the World Youth Day, and it had to be in a giant theater. And we, uh, they kind of threw a curve at us and said, well, you're going to be in a theater, but you've got to pay for it. And so it was either that or we not to, to do the show at all. Mm-hmm. So we actually, KBVM came to our rescue, and now Modern Day Radio, and they helped us raise the funds so that we could go to that, uh, the listeners. Wow. And then the same thing happened with St. Therese when, you know, the movie that we did, which, of course, was totally done by donations. And so everything we do is by donations, as you well know, do it right. at Modern Day Radio. So that was those who were Christ, pricey times uh, when things were, were having a tough time. But, you know, because what we do, when you do the saints, there's risks you take, particularly when you do art. You have to kind of complete the project. It takes time to do it. So in a sense, that's what happened. We took the risk for the different saints we did. And uh, lo and behold, God allowed that to happen through his, through his faithful people. So uh, anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Sure. We want to keep this going. So, um, so that it can be a, a source, David, for into the future so that uh, a younger generation can also take this and continue to evangelize through God's greatest masterpieces, which are his saints. Mm. Yeah, very much so. And again, let me give you St. Luke Productions' website. It's St. Luke Productions, all one word, stlukeproductions.com. They do have a donate button on their website. So if you'd like to support St. Luke Productions, you can just go to the website, correct? Right. You just go to the website, and there's a a red button on the right top-hand side, and people can go right there. Or if they want to call the office, they can do that too. That would be 360-687-8029. And you can repeat that. You know, you have that number too throughout the, throughout the day. But the thing is they can go to the website and donate right there. And that that would help us a lot to keep this going so that I can continue to also be on Sheraton and everything else. (laughs) That's right. We, we love to have you again, speaking with Leonardo DeFilippis, founder, president, St. Luke productions, as they head into the summer months. Hey, tell me about heart of mercy before we run out of time. How are you doing with that? I know you've got a website for heart of mercy, which is linked to your main website, St. Luke productions.com. How is that coming along? Well, what's happened. It's a very complex project. We're taking the old footage that we did in, in, uh, of, 2013 and 2017 and 
putting that together with a, a movie, and we have a background that we're making. Um, you know, they're they're 3D, um, and it's pretty amazing. We finally found somebody who can assist us. He's from Germany. He's living in Florida right now with his wife, but he's going to help us now work on this project. So, and that could lead to some other people. So it's it's pretty um, amazing. It's, what's difficult is, of course, we're going to be the first to um, visually show her vision, St. Faustina's visions of purgatory, of hell, of heaven, of, uh, of uh, dying souls. So it, that's why that's where it gets really complex. Sure. So anyway, it's 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 going to be beautiful, but it's just taking time because it's so technical. So I really ask for people's prayers and uh, and our whole website, Heart of Mercy, and and trailer and everything that that will all change and transform. Uh, but it's been a three-year journey, and uh, with a lot of interruptions. So uh, you know, you know, I ask really everyone to pray for this because this could be a huge healing for the world, but for the country. And if we had the money and the sources, imagine if we did it in every language uh, and uh, dubbed it. You know, right? It could have a, a worldwide appeal. So say a prayer that this little movie that comes from our you know neck of the woods can do a lot of good. Yeah, it's wonderful. Again, if you go to the com, the website there, you can link to Heart of Mercy and learn more about the movie and, again, be able to support St. Luke Productions and their efforts throughout the summer and the rest of the year. Leonardo DeFilippis, founder and president of St. Luke Productions. Leonardo, always great to talk with you. As always, you got our prayers, our support, and we certainly will catch up with you here in the next several months, see how things are going. Okay, well, God love you, God bless you, and I'm praying for all your listeners. All right, God bless you as well. And your staff. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Appreciate it. God love you. You too. Okay, you take care. Thank you. It is 7.23 here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, thank you for those extra prayers, Leonardo. Absolutely. Uh, we all need them here at Mater Day Radio. Thank you for all the work that you do. Now, that interview that you just heard is going to be made into a podcast, and I'm going to include in that podcast the links to St. Luke Productions so you can get right to Leonardo's webpage, find out some of the information, and then maybe connect with them too because if you would love to bring one of those amazing plays to your church well you you will not be sorry you did that the very first play i think i ever saw was maximilian colby yeah, yeah. from st luke productions many many years ago and i've seen several of them since then and boy they are just incredibly well produced they are and the stories of the saints you just cannot beat them so please go to st luke productions and again you're going to find the link at materdayradio.com and on the hail mary media app Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. One of the greatest opportunities or obstacles of spiritual growth can be the people of your own home. They witness the best and worst of us and know us from the inside out. Children provide many opportunities for us to grow in the virtues 
and slow down our busy lives. Cultivating a Christian home and assisting our children and our family members in the process can be a real challenge. As mothers, we can think we're doing a great job until we walk in the door, let our guard down, and oftentimes self-control and kindness go out the window. We sound more like Mother General straight from the battlefield with our commands and orders than the Blessed Mother, our greatest role model. For what good is our Catholic faith if we can't be charitable and kind to the people in our own family? The good news is that Jesus wants us to grow in the virtues, is offering us real graces to strengthen us, but we first must be willing to admit our own faults. For if we do not include the little children in our journey, we will imbue them as obstacles. They will one day gang up against us and make it a lot harder. For children can be our greatest opportunities to obtaining holiness. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to be more like the Blessed Mother than Mother General. Amen. And may we be a light to the world by loving and being kind to our family members. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Matri-Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Matri-Day Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at matridayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. And the Mosquito Patrol is out. We'll have the details for you in the news. And U.S. bishops gather for their spring meeting with some big topics to cover. I'll tell you about it coming up in news. Here is Village Lights. Sweetest sound. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. All my burdens, born of suffering, all I carry, longing for a home. We are homeless in our secrets, no more wandering. Running to be known I'm not alone Your love is a melody 
is Village Lights and the sweetest sound. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops is gathering in Orlando for its spring meeting with a full agenda, including updates on the National Eucharistic Revival efforts, a vote on revising the ethical and religious directives for healthcare services, and a vote on the drafting of a new pastoral statement on persons with disabilities in the life of the church. The bishops' public meetings will take place June 15th and 16th after the bishops meet privately today for prayer and fraternal dialogue. The public portion will open with addresses from the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, and USCCB President Archbishop Timothy Broglio of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, who was elected to the role at the Bishop's Fall Gathering. One item that could provoke discussions is the bishop's vote on moving forward with a revision of a portion of the ethical and religious directives for Catholic health care services, which covers the relationship between Catholic medical professionals and their patient. Another prominent agenda item is an update from Bishop Andrew Cousins, the Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota, on the National Eucharistic Revival Initiative and National Eucharistic Congress. The three-year initiative that began in June of 2022 aims to renew the church by enkindling a living relationship with Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. And a new current reality report was released June 12th by the Archdiocese of Seattle that clearly outlines the urgent need for change in how they are approaching parish life today, said Father Gary Lazzaroni, the Archdiocese Vicar General. Father Gary, who is also co-leader of the Archdiocese Strategic Pastoral Planning Process, said, most people don't realize we'll only have around 60 pastors in the next 15 years. Archdiocese of Seattle currently has 136 parishes and a total of 174 worship sites. Now, early in 2024, parish families consisting of two or more parishes will be announced. Over the following three years, members of each parish family will discern how they will become one canonical parish. Each parish family will be assigned one pastor and one or more parochial vicars to assist them. The hope, Father Lazzaroni says, is that the report will help people better understand why we've embarked on this journey of change. The current reality report and video presentation was released to parishes the weekend of June 10th. The report videos and other partner materials are available in English, Spanish, and Vietnamese on the Archdiocesan website. Donald Trump became the first former president to face a judge on federal charges as he pleaded not guilty in a Miami courtroom Tuesday to dozens of felony counts accusing him of hoarding classified documents and refusing government demands to give them back. His aide, Walt Nada, has also been indicted for concealing documents and for making false statements. Nada did not enter a plea Tuesday. Outside the courtroom, law enforcement had prepared for a crowd of up to 50,000 people, but in the end, only about 1,000 supporters gathered. 
Trump could be facing more legal peril in the future. Special counsel continues to investigate his actions around the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, and officials in Georgia are looking into attempts to pressure state workers in the weeks after the 2020 election. It remains to be seen whether the former president will also be charged in those investigations. Here in Portland, the Hawthorne Bridge is reopened after a brief closure for emergency repairs Tuesday afternoon. Multnomah County announced the closure just after 2.30 p.m. and confirmed at around 3.15 that the bridge had reopened. According to a brief statement from the county, crews were conducting a test of the bridge's vertical lift around 1.30 p.m. when the electronic components that move it up and down malfunction. The lift span of the bridge got stuck just a few inches from level and couldn't be moved down electronically, Multnomah County said. Now, crews were able to move the lift down manually in order to reopen the bridge and resume traffic about an hour and a half later. According to Multnomah County, most of the bridge's operating system Still original. The electrical power and control system first installed in 1975 got a bit of an upgrade in 1999. Because vertical clearance on the bridge is so low, it has to be lifted as many as 200 times per month. No kidding. The Hawthorne Bridge. I've ne- I never knew that. I don't know that I've ever been stuck behind yeah. the Hawthorne oh, Bridge. I have, have you? Oh, yes. <laughs> 200 times in yeah. a month. Yeah, it's uh, you, you sit there for a while. It's a cool bridge. I mean, just looking at it, but it's an old bridge, obviously. It is. Yeah. It, this is what's incredible. Despite its age, the Hawthorne Bridge, one of Portland's busiest crossing, yeah. carrying an estimated 30,000 cars and trucks, 800 TriMet buses, and 8,000 bicycles and numerous pedestrians each day. Man, yeah. I mean, it's that's right, a lot of traffic right in the middle of downtown. It'll get you where you need to go, so long as it's not stuck <laughs> in the upward position. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, have you been bitten by any mosquitoes yet? Not here in the local area. I yeah. went to a camp trip in eastern Washington. Came home with <laughs> probably like ten Ooh, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. A couple of them I was able to catch mid-meal. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they enjoyed it. Yes. Well, Clark County officials say the mosquito season has arrived early. And residents may be facing another summer with a bigger-than-usual mosquito population. So Clark County Mosquito Control District has already been treating areas with high numbers of mosquitoes across the county. They say you can help as well. So here you go. Drain standing water from locations on your property. So if if you have leaky faucets or sprinklers, clogged gutters, get those repaired or cleaned. Uh, change the water in bird baths and ponds and pet bowls at least twice a week. And to keep from getting bitten, when possible, stay indoors during the dawn and dusk times. That's when mosquitoes are most active. Or you can cover your skin, wear some long sleeve shirts and pants, socks, those sorts of things, so you don't have any exposed skin. And then for indoor, repair your screens or windows so they can't get inside your house. And uh, you want to always, if you think about it, if you want to, you can use the, uh, you know, like the spray 
mm-hmm. that you can get. Uh, the EPA approved sprays. You kind of want to read the directions first about how to apply it and those sorts of things. But yeah, so there you go. The mosquitoes. The mosquitoes are back. Yeah. So I have some of those citronella candles oh, that yeah. I light in the backyard. And they also have those like, uh, I guess they're like tiki torches, kind mm-hmm. of tall that you fill with oil and light and around the uh, you know, the lawn, the yeah, backyard right. and everything. Sure. I don't know if it helps, but it sure is a lot of fun. Yeah. Those tiki torches. Yeah, my, I have a son-in-law that's like, I'm going to go out and light the torches. <laughs> I'm like, nobody's outside. Yeah. That's okay. I'll light them. You pour yourself a Mai Tai then oh, as well. Yeah. It's a good night. It is. In Washington state, the average price of a gallon of a regular unleaded gasoline was sitting $4.81 statewide mm. on Monday. That's up from four seventy one the week prior, according to the AAA. This price hike marks the 19th week this year of rising fuel prices for Washingtonians following the implementation of the new carbon tax earlier this year. In the evergreen state, residents have to dig a little deeper into their wallets than most. Washington's pump prices currently stands at the second most expensive nationally, one state ahead of them. Any guesses? Hawaii. Uh, that's a good guess. It's not California. California, That yeah. would be the other one. Yeah. In fact, the change from this week's prior knocks Hawaii off the top two most expensive states nationally, where fuel prices currently sit at $4.73 a gallon. Now, Washington's four eighty one places it a $1.22 higher than the national average of $3.59. Oregonian, their average is about $4.47 a gallon. Yeah, that's about right. You can shop around, though. Yeah. I don't pay I don't pay $4.80. I go to you know, my local Costco along with, you know, a thousand other people because the lines were long there yesterday <laughs> I when I filled up. I think it was at like 425, something yeah. like that. It was not that much. But again, nation it's a big state. Oh, sure. So, you uh-huh. know, Seattle pays a little bit more, I think. And in sports, the National Hockey League Championship has been settled on their home ice. The Las Vegas Golden Knights pounded the Florida Panthers 9-3 to last night to win the first ever Stanley Cup. Vegas defeated Florida in five games, capping off a 111-point season where it finished first in the Western Conference. It's quite an accomplishment for the NHL's second-youngest franchise, which won a title in its sixth year of operation. You know what the youngest franchise is? Kraken. Seattle Kraken, that Mm -hmm. would be correct. So a franchise record crowd of over 19,000 fans packed into T-Mobile Arena to witness last night's feat. So this is Las Vegas' second pro title in nine months. The Aces claimed the WNBA championship in September. And you know what it looks like or who looks like is coming to Las Vegas now? Baseball. The Oakland A's. Yeah, I read that. So yesterday, the Las Vegas Council voted to or approved like a over $300 million package to help fund a new wow. stadium. So uh, so it looks like uh, Las Vegas is becoming the new Oakland. Uh, yeah, because of the, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders are there now, too. That's right. So. It makes sense that sports, professional sports, would have a home in Las Vegas, yeah. considering the number of people that come from all, well, all over the yeah. world. They have NASCAR there now. They have a Formula One yeah. race. I oh, mean, for sure. They, they, they got a lot of stuff going on. I wish it wasn't so hot there, though. <laughs> well, yes. 
For many of us, ordinary time can feel exactly that, ordinary and not particularly special. While we thoroughly enjoy the beautiful seasons of Easter and Christmas, ordinary time does not elicit maybe that same feeling. And as a result, ordinary time is often overlooked and not given its chance to shine. However, this time of year, church's year is great potential and can give us a profound insight into our own lives. One topic for meditation during this season is to focus on the unknown years of Jesus' life. Now, the gospel accounts focus almost exclusively on the final three years of Jesus' ministry and gives us hardly any details of his first 30 years. The church has pointed to these hidden years and the connection it has to our ordinary life. The Catholic Catechism says during the greater part of his life, Jesus shared the condition of the vast majority of human beings, a daily life spent without evident greatness, a life of manual labor. This hidden life at Nazareth allows everyone to enter into fellowship with Jesus by the most ordinary events of daily life. So it is in this way Jesus sanctifies ordinary life, showing us that the kingdom of God is accessible to everyone, no matter their situation. The key is to realize that your life can be made holy by inviting God into it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday, beginning at 10 a.m., running to 3.30, is an American Red Cross blood drive at the Grotto, happening in the Grotto Conference Center. Please register on the American Red Cross website. You can find that link, plus other details on other events happening. Go to our website, materdayradio.com, for the community calendar. Access it, too, on the Hail Mary media app. Well, it is a great summer event, the Benedict Festival at Mount Angel Abbey Seminary. You're going to hear about it after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E Radio as we pray an act of faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins and that he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, everyone. This is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Matraday Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. 746 at Matraday Radio. Going to see some clouds out there today, maybe a little clearing by this afternoon. Cooler, high of 67 degrees. Low overnight tonight, 51 under cloudy skies. And then kind of the same tomorrow, decreasing clouds. Again, a little warmer tomorrow, though, high of 74 Currently, it is 56 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Portland. And 54 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. Well, every chance to be on the beautiful hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey is time well spent. But if you attend the St. Benedict Festival coming up on July 8th, well, now your time, that would be blessed. Joining me today to talk about some of the things that are coming up and planned for you is Brother Thomas Bretrick. Brother Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from that hilltop in beautiful Mount Angel Abbey. Good morning. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Well, the seminarians have gone home for the summer, maybe just a little bit more quiet. So what do you have outside of the Benedict Festival happening in July? What goes on at the Abbey during these uh, off months, we'll say? Well, we always have plenty of visitors, Brenda. Uh, Our oblates and retreatants and our guest house have uh, many nice programs happening that we're a part of. There's opportunities for teaching and for discussion there. There's also, of course, plenty of work to do to keep the grounds looking nice. Uh, there's music happening, several small concerts at the Abbey. There's always stuff happening here. Brother Thomas, is the Abbey open for visitors to, say, come up on a, on a beautiful afternoon? Is Are the grounds open for biz- visitors to come up and pray and, uh, you know, maybe go into the chapel there? Absolutely. In fact, those who are lucky enough to live close by often come up just to have a walk, walk their dogs, or uh, pray with us for noon prayer or vespers. The canonical hours of uh, morning prayer, noon prayer, and vespers are always kept by the monks and are open to the public. A daily Mass is offered here. Maybe one of the better days to visit would be Sunday, uh, when, of course, uh, the liturgy is a little bit more full, and uh, the monks are a little bit more public for visiting and the grounds as a whole are a little, more, a little bit more quiet, and it's enjoyable to maybe just stroll around or have a picnic or visit with friends. I'm talking this morning with Brother Thomas Buttrick. He is at Mount Angel Abbey. Joining me today because, well, among all of the other wonderful things that happen at the Abbey... The St. Benedict Festival is coming up. Well, Brother Thomas, it is wonderful to have the St. Benedict Festival back. Of course, during the COVID years, we weren't able to come up there. And then last year, it's reintroduced us. We'll let our listeners know how every year you try to add something new. 
That's right. Uh, we like to have some mainstays, things that people are used to. Uh, for example, the experience of praying uh, in the church with the monks and all of the guests at noon prayer, which begins, of course, at noon. And then Vespers, which uh, on Saturday, the 8th of July, the St. Benedict Festival, Vespers will be at 4 o'clock. So the event is bookended by those two liturgical prayer times, 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And the 4 o'clock hour is really great. We have a, a beautiful wooden statue of St. Benedict that's carried in in procession by the monks and adorned with flowers and uh, chanting music as we go in. And that's a really fun uh, adornment to the Vespers. So those kinds of experiences, you know, of course, are standard, but we always try to mix it up and add something new just to get people enticed about, hey, what are the monks up to this year? Well, one of those new things, it's a special exhibit that shares the Benedictine monastic life. That includes a first time ever look at a monastic cell. Of course, we would think of that as your room where you live. Tell our listeners a little bit about what this includes. Well, of course, when you hear the word cell, you kind of think a little bit, whoa, isn't that a little bit scary? Like a jail uh, cell. That's yeah. <laughs> what I think many people might imagine. <laughs> well, you know, the the word is an ancient word. The monastic uh, institution is a very ancient one. And in the 4th century AD, monks were already talking about, stay in your cell and your cell will teach you everything. It's an idea about stability. Monks are lovers of their place, and there are people who are dedicated to staying in one place physically so that they can more easily hear from God, who is everywhere. Instead of moving all around, they have one place that they're committed to the spiritual life in. And so the monk's room, which we still call a cell, is that place par excellence, you know. Uh, Of course, we also live adjoining a church, uh, and that's where we gather for communal prayer. Um, but in the silence of his own cell, the monk is able to pray always and to be in a spirit of seclusion. Now, what's special uh, about this year's St. Benedict Festival is that we're trying to recreate for our guests what that physically looks like. So we have an area of the monastery, which traditionally is open to the public, and we're able to bring the public in this year into that area where we will have set up a monastic cell with all that that entails so that people can see for their own uh, selves what it is that we live in and do. Wow, that is going to be incredible opportunity. Everyone is invited to join in on the fun at the 2023 St. Benedict Festival happening in Mount Angel Abbey. Well, this will be an interesting look into a monastic cell. Of course, the festival itself coincides with a very high feast day for those of you on the hilltop. Of course, it's the Feast of St. Benedict. Now, if one were to compare the rule of St. Benedict and the way that your life is ordered there at Mount Angel, Mm -hmm. are there things that are still very similar in how St. Benedict intended monastic life to run? Absolutely. You know, part of our life is to read and reflect on the rule of St. Benedict, and we read that uh, at our lunch uh, every day. Uh, that's read uh, through straight from start to finish, and we do that throughout the year. Um, so you get to know the rule pretty well here as a monk, and I could say that the uh, the general contours are pretty much the same. That's kind of amazing. An institution from around uh, 550 AD, we're still pretty much doing the same thing, which is that we live a life devoted to 
uh, communal prayer and the divine office, that is to say the liturgy of the hours. Uh, We're living a life devoted to stability in one place under an abbot and a rule. That's, of course, the rule of St. Benedict. And we live a life of good works uh, in honor of God and in service to one another. And there's lots of specifics uh, that are the same, but there's also some that are different. For example, St. Benedict says uh, every one of us should be getting half a bottle of wine per day. Whoa. I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have that these days. Okay. But, uh, on the other hand, St. Benedict also says uh, that uh, we're all going to God together and that we're each one responsible for one another's salvation. Um, and that's an eternal principle that's never going to change. Oh, well, fantastic. That is just some of what you will be able to experience about how life on an abbey was intended. That according to St. Benedict. Brother Thomas, I've enjoyed our time today already. Our segment is almost through and I have to take a break, but I want to talk more about the festival. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Of course. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. That sounds like it's going to be a great event. It will be a great event. Now, you're not going to get the half a bottle of wine <laughs> every day that St. Benedict recommended that wow. we all partake in. But still, nonetheless, you'll have an opportunity to have great Oregon wines while you're there. Yeah, again, too, we'll have all of the information up on our community calendar about how to go to the event and uh, the details there. So uh, check it out on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. I am Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion, My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, how is inflation doing? We'll tell you in the news. And could this be the recipe for a long life? The rosary and a glass of brandy. <laughs> it's a good start, right. I'd say for sure. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate Blessed Francisca de Paula de Jesus, a girl who was born with less than nothing and still ended up being a loving mother to the poor. Francisca was born in southeastern Brazil around 1810. In that time, the Portuguese controlled Brazil and used slave labor for mining and other ventures. Francisca and her mother were both slaves and didn't know how to read or write, but that didn't stop her mom from teaching her prayers and bringing her up in the faith. Francisca was still a girl when around 1820, she and her mother gained their freedom, just a few years before Brazil became independent from Portugal. Regrettably, Francisca's mother wouldn't be able to enjoy her newfound freedom for long. She died mere months after moving further south with her young daughter. On her deathbed, she asked Francisca to dedicate her life to the faith and do whatever she could to help the poor. Honoring her mother's dying wish, Francisca chose to live alone so she could focus on her faith. She was offered the chance to live with her brother, who was rather well off, but she declined. She also turned down every chance to marry, but she was never harsh about it. She always expressed appreciation for the offers made to her. Francisca didn't live a life of solitude. She hosted regular prayer meetings with her neighbors, provided food for the poor on a weekly basis, and readily gave what she had to those in need. Her door was always open to those who needed her help or consolation, and as she grew older, people began to call her Nayashika, a term of affection that translates roughly to Aunt Francie. Francisca had a particularly strong attachment to the Blessed Virgin Mary and openly spoke of the fact that she conversed often. In one of these conversations, Mary asked her to build a chapel in her honor. Of course, Francisca didn't have the skills or resources necessary to build this chapel, so it was impossible, or at least it was, until her brother passed away in 1862 and named her his sole heir. Suddenly, the owner of a considerable inheritance, Francisca could not only build the chapel, she could also expand her charity efforts towards those who struggled to get by. In 1888, Francisca decided it was time for her to pass along everything that God had so graciously given to her. She wrote her will, in which she designated all that she owned would be used for the benefit of the poor, or left to her parish. In June of 1895, Francisca died in her chapel and was later entombed there. She was named Venerable in 2011 and following a miraculous healing after her death, was beatified in 2013. We're grateful when God gives us many gifts, but going without isn't necessarily a curse. When she was born, Francisca had no father, no freedom, and no expectation of being anything more than a slave. Through her upbringing, she came to realize that if you just strive after material wealth, it'll never become more than just a pile of stuff. She freely gave away almost everything she had, but the greatest gift she shared, and the one thing she held on until the end, was her faith. Niashika, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. That's at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Pope Francis, doctors expect the Pope to be discharged from the hospital the next few days, according to the Vatican. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni said June 14th that the hospital's medical staff have reported that the Pope's recovery is proceeding regularly without complications and are therefore planning to discharge him in the next few days. Bruni added that the Pope has been working from the hospital's papal medical suite, where he also spends time in prayer in its small chapel and received the Eucharist. The Vatican has canceled all of the Pope's public 
and private audiences till June 18th. Now, Dr. Sergio Alfieri, who operated on Pope Francis on June 7th, has said that from a medical point of view, he believes there would be nothing preventing the Pope from continuing with his planned travels to Portugal and Mongolia in August after his recovery. So great news. Because I think they were kind of wondering if he would be well enough to go mm-hmm. to World Youth Day. So it sounds like he's well on his way. And a new current reality report released June 12th by the Archdiocese of Seattle clearly outlines the urgent need for change in how we are approaching parish life today, said Father Gary Lazzaroni, the Archdiocese of Seattle Vicar General. Father Gary, who is also co-lead of the Archdiocese's strategic pastoral planning process, said most people don't realize We'll only have around 60 pastors in the next 15 years. The Archdiocese of Seattle currently has 136 parishes and a total of 174 worship sites. Early in 2024, parish families consisting of two or more parishes will be announced. Then over the following three years, members of each parish family will discern how they will become one canonical parish. Each parish family will be assigned one pastor and one or more parochial vicars to assist him. So did you say 60? 60 pastors pastors in the next 15 years. For For, the whole Archdiocese of Seattle. Exactly. Now, fortunately, we do have orders within the Archdiocese that help fill in some of the spaces, but we've got to be able to rely on our own pastors Mm -hmm. to do most of that work. Well, here's a little pocketbook news for you. Consumer prices in the United States cooled last month, rising just 0.1% from April to May and extending the past year's steady easing of inflation. Measured year over year, inflation slowed to just 4% in May. That's the lowest 12-month figure in over two years and well below April's 4.9% annual rise. Pullback was driven by tumbling gas prices, unless you're in Washington. <laughs> unless you're in Washington, you that's said, right. Last story. Uh, much smaller rise in grocery prices than in previous months and less expensive furniture, airfares, and appliances. Tuesday's inflation figures arrived just as the Federal Reserve officials begin a pivotal two-day meeting, after which they're expected to leave interest rates alone after imposing 10 straight rate hikes dating back to March 2022. Top Fed officials have said they're leaning toward a so-called skip to allow time to assess how their rate hikes have affected inflation and the overall economy. The Hawthorne Bridge has reopened after a brief closure for emergency repairs on Tuesday afternoon. Multnomah County announced the closure just after 2.30 p.m. and confirmed at around 3.15 that the bridge had reopened. According to a brief statement from the county, crews were conducting a test of the bridge vertical lift around 1.30 p.m. when the electronic components that move it up and down malfunctioned. I don't like to hear the sound of that on a bridge. Yeah, well, the lift span of the bridge got stuck just a few inches from level, couldn't be moved down electronically. Crews were able to move the lift down manually in order to reopen the bridge and resume traffic about an hour and a half later. According to Multnomah County, most of the bridge's operating system 
still original. The electrical power and control systems first installed in 1975, though, got an upgrade 1999. Mm-hmm. Still a little bit old there. Yeah. It's interesting because you've got two different types of bridge lifts from all the bridges in the city. Right. So like the Hawthorne Bridge, a section of the bridge goes straight up and down. And then like, I think it's the Burnside and the, uh, what are the Morrison Bridges? They they flap they, o- oh, open. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, they kind of raise up and flap open. There is a train bridge that crosses over the Columbia that turns sideways. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Right. It'll turn sideways. It spins sideways. around. Yeah. yeah. And the interstate bridge, it, it goes, a section goes a up section and down. A section goes up. Right. Yeah. So. Fascinating. Oh, fascinating. Yes, it is. Hey, this is great to see. The Oregon Coast Aquarium reports that its staff has discovered the most sunflower sea stars in one location since a disease began decimating the population in 2013. So 25 critically endangered sunflower sea stars were found in Yaquina Bay in Newport, according to the aquarium's report. The largest one they found measured six inches across. Now fully grown, the sea stars can reach up to four feet across and have as many as 26 arms. So from 2013 to 17, sea stars wasting syndrome caused a mass die-off of sea stars along the Pacific coast. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration estimates 90% of the sunflower sea stars population died from the disease. Now, sunflower sea stars are a native to the coastal waters of the Northeast Pacific Ocean, and they are a keystone species, meaning they help control the sea urchin populations, which in turn prevents destruction of offshore kelp forests. So, an important species. So uh, have you ever seen the uh, sunflowers? They have I, lots I, of arms. They have lots of arms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have seen them before. Uh, but wait, uh, step back there just yeah. a moment. Did you say four feet? Four feet. That's correct. I think I would be a little bit scared <laughs> of yes. a four foot sea star. I would be a large sea star. Yeah. Wow. Because typically you see like starfish. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah. as big as your hand. hand. Like that, yeah. That's a big sea star. I don't want to meet that sea star. But I, it's great to hear. Hopefully they're on the comeback. I hope so. Well, a pair of peregrine falcon parents raising three chicks along Chicago's busy Waker Drive. Beware to any pedestrian who ventures just too close to their nest. Just as Chuck Velasquez, who was struck by one of the falcons. The patent attorney was leaving work one day last week, walking below the nest situated on a seventh floor ledge when he felt a thud on his mm-hmm. head. He sustained a one inch gash on his Ow. head and now avoids the path underneath the nest altogether. He uh, and he has since had to get a tetanus shot to be saved. At least one other person has been clobbered by the birds, building security guards said. Now, building managers have put up two signs saying, warning, beware of falcons. Parents will attack to protect their babies, mm-hmm. building the ledge. They say, please take another path. Now, falcons have been nesting every spring at the building since 2016. The birds this year have nested low enough that they've become aggressive to humans walking below. Now, get this. You won't see them coming. Right. A peregrine falcon can reach speeds in excess of 200 miles an hour. They are fast. Just before you know it, you've gotten it. They're just mamas. 
protecting her babies. And the reflex is to swoop at you. And that's on purpose. The Falcons may leave in a few days or weeks, they said, as soon as the chicks learn to fly. Also at 200 miles an hour. Yeah, could, I, that could leave a gash. That could leave and a gash did. with like this one poor attorney figured out. So a couple of springs ago, I had a crow that would dive bomb me every time I walked out towards the end of the driveway. What? And I kind of anticipated that probably protecting a nest somewhere. I didn't know. I had no idea where the nest was. But yeah, I mean, and, and this went on for several weeks. And it was always disconcerting because it would squawk and dive at me. Now, it never, never would hit, hit me. You. Yeah. But it would, yeah, there's no doubt he, he or she was... Defending the turf. Wow. Yeah. I've seen it too in our backyard, though, where robins try to lure you away from the nest, mm-hmm. meaning they'll kind of jump on the ground near you and try to get you to follow them. Or sometimes a bird will, will act like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, right. and, and get you to follow it. And then it flies away because you're getting a little uh, near its nest. That's interesting. Huh? Uh, in sports, the 18 field now set for the College Baseball World Series that gets started on Friday in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, first on Friday will be Oral Roberts taking on TCU. Now it was Oral Roberts, as you recall, who knocked Oregon out of the tournament in the Super Regionals. That will be followed by Virginia against Florida. On Saturday, it's Stanford facing top seed Wake Forest. Then it's T- Tennessee versus LSU. And it was LSU that eliminated Oregon State in the Regionals. College World Series runs through June 26. So it's always kind of interesting if you have a team that you follow and it gets knocked out to see if that team ends up winning the title. Exactly. Then you can say, well, at least that team won the championship. Oh, yeah. Or you could be like me and go, well, they beat us, so I'm glad they got beat (laughs) too. That's true. (laughs) Not very nice that way, I suppose. Well, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, Venezuelan Juan Vicente Perez Mora is the oldest man in the world. He turned 114 years old on May 27th. The oldest man. Okay. What is his secret to happiness and longevity? Love of God and prayer, he says. Now, Mora was born May 27th, 1909. The Guinness Book of World Records confirmed him as the world's oldest man. The Venezuelan says that the secret to a long life is working hard, resting on vacation, going to bed early, drinking a glass of brandy every day, loving God, and always carrying him in your heart. Very nice. In fact, he prays the rosary two times every single day. Wow. So brandy and a rosary. There you go. That's what you need. Good combo. Now, he was the ninth of 10 children from an early age. He worked with his family in agriculture. He went to school, but his teacher got ill and he only studied for five months. He learned to read and write thanks to a notebook she gave him. He later went on to become a parish that he, a sheriff that he did for about 10 years. He and his wife were married for 60 years until her death in 1997. They had six sons, five daughters, and today they have 41 grandchildren, 18 great-grandchildren, and 12 great-great-grandchildren. That's awesome. That is amazing. 
How come whenever you hear have the stories of the talking to the oldest person, there's always alcohol involved? You tell me why. <laughs> I, I think it was one. It was a woman. I can't remember what it was. It was like she had a shot of vodka every day. A shot of vodka yeah. every day. And not a lot of alcohol, but just, you know. Just enough. Medicinal purposes only. <laughs> That's right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday at 7 o'clock is Nocturnal Adoration at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. Join Nocturnal Adoration Society members from all over the Portland metro area in this time of prayer before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, beginning with the Rosary at 7 o'clock p.m. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com the Hail Mary media app. And we'll have more for you on the St. Benedict Festival coming up at Mount Angel right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. No matter where your summer travels take you, Monterey Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 816 at Monterey Radio. Have clouds this morning will be decreasing over the course of the day today. High of 67 degrees. More clouds overnight tonight. Low of 51. And then kind of the same for tomorrow. Decreasing clouds. A little warmer though. 74 degrees your high. Currently it is 57 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe in Ridgefield. And 48 degrees at St. Philip Church in Dallas. I'm now continuing my conversation with Brother Thomas Buttrick. Brother Thomas is joining us today because he's part of a committee that is welcoming the entire community down to Mount Angel Abbey for the St. Benedict Festival coming up on July 8th. Well, it is just a wonderful time for the whole community to join in, support the Abbey, and spend a little bit of blessed time up on the hilltop. Good morning, Brother Thomas. Thanks so much for staying with us today. Of course, Brenda, my pleasure. 
This is a wonderful time to, as I said, to be together in community to support the Abbey, but it is also an important fundraiser for the Abbey itself. You know, individual tickets are $60 a piece, but there are also opportunities that would be greatly appreciated for sponsorship. Tell our listeners more about that. Yeah, so the individual tickets, as you say, $60 include uh, a wonderful catered picnic uh, with complimentary uh, adult beverages. Uh, It also includes uh, all the Abbey events, live music, uh, the Abbey experiences that I've mentioned earlier, and of course, just a wonderful afternoon visiting and praying with the monks. Beyond that, though, uh, if people have a desire to uh, more fully support the festival and the works of the Abbey, they're welcome to uh, consider sponsoring uh, the the festival at several different levels. Uh, For example, the St. Therese sponsorship, um, it's $1,000. Uh, most of that, of course, is going towards a donation towards the Abbey's apostolates. And that sponsorship, in addition to the regular admission and all of that, also includes four complimentary tickets uh, for the sponsor to disperse at his or her discretion. And above that, several other levels, for example, St. Anselm's sponsorship is at uh, $2,500, and that includes six complimentary tickets. And there's several other levels beyond that, too. Well, excellent. We encourage our listeners to please join in in any way that they can. And then you have a wonderful event coming up. Of course, there's live music that is happening. And then there's also a special concert. Tell our listeners about uh, that concert. We always like to have music for our guests just for atmosphere outdoors. Uh, But in the last few years, we've also uh, had wonderful indoor concerts in the Abbey Church. We have two wonderful pipe organs there world-class instruments. And this year, uh, we're having a guest organist. His name is Andrew Koch. He's a professional musician who's performed here before. And he's coming back to give some organ meditations on the theme of City on a Hill. So this wonderful gospel theme that our Lord preached about. Um, So that would be a kind of inspiring concert that helps people to get into a spirit of prayerfulness and meditation, even within the the Abbey Church. So the idea here is that, you know, outside there's a lot of hustle and bustle and a lot of things going on, but why not check out the Church as well? You'll find there uh, a kind of sacred experience, a little bit more prayerful experience, again, accompanied by this uh, very beautiful music performed uh, by a top-rate organist. That is some of what you'll be able to participate in in this year's 2023 St. Benedict Festival. Of course, one of the great additions recently to the Abbey, the wonderful Benedictine Brewery. It looks like uh, Father Martin Grassel's got some uh, new barrel-aged beer happening. Have you heard anything about that? <laughs> I have heard something about it, but, you know, uh, it's it's elusive beer. What are you talking about? It's bourbon barrel aged beer. Wow. Yeah. Now I have heard about this, but supplies are limited. You know, the folks who uh, work at the brewery have kept this under wraps and I have to say uh, supplies are limited. So it's going to be a short run at the festival. Get online quick and get yourself one of these cups (laughs) because I know it's going to be great. Everyone who's tried it says this is a wonderful beer. But beyond that, uh, many different varieties uh, of our local brew at Benedictine Brewery and also many local Oregon wines will be featured. 
that's really a highlight of the festival, actually. It's just beautiful food and drink that we're able to share with our guests. Oh, well, again, as I said, we're all very much excited. It's just one of those, well, summer traditional events that people look forward to. And we're grateful that uh, we're able to, again, join in community the way God intends to be at this year's festival. Brother, before we go now, once the Benedict Festival is over, while all of the seminarians are gone, you won't uh, welcome Ben back to regular classes. What happens then in those those couple of months in between? Well, like I say, there's always something going on here. Uh, you know, there is a, another public festival that the Abbey hosts in late July, which is the Abbey Bach Festival. So classical music series. We have three nights of wonderful chamber music in store uh, for guests. And that festival is quite venerable. This is, I think, its 52nd year now running. Uh, so that's in late July. And then, of course, uh, we have a lot of other smaller programs some of your listeners might be familiar with a new institution called the Mount Angel Institute at Mount Angel Abbey. That's a program that coordinates lots of little talks and concerts and other happenings here on the hilltop. Check out our website for more information because it seems like almost every other week there is some kind of very interesting event happening here. The life of a monk is ordered to prayer and, of course, the work. All of you gentlemen continue the good work of the Lord. And it's wonderful, again, to have the Abbey so close by that we can attend for all of these wonderful events. Brother Thomas, thank you so much for your time today. And we wish you all our best and pray for a successful St. Benedict Festival. Oh, thanks, Brenda. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And again, that is Brother Thomas Buttrick. So that festival is coming up on July 8th. Tickets are on sale now and you don't want to wait to get those. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Mount Angel Abbey website and purchase tickets for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and access it also on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 823 at Mater Day Radio. Want to support Mater Day Radio and you have an old vehicle you're not using anymore? How about donating that vehicle to Mater Day Radio? It could be an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. All the information is right there for you. couple forms to fill out. You're good to go. And it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That's Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. 
Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through All Source Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, and it's a packed Florida courtroom as former President Trump appears. We'll have the details in the news. And U.S. bishops gather for their spring meeting with some big topics to cover. One vote could affect Catholic doctors and their patients. I'll have that story for you coming up in news in three minutes. This is John Finch and Wildfire. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. You are my heart's one desire. Cleanse my soul with your fire. And you make me anew. You are a flame alive in me, within my heart burning deep. You shine through the dark. You shine through the dark. It's burning, burning, burning. Spread it wild and free.
unstoppable Oh, so powerful Your love consumes me John Finch and Wildfire. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops are gathering in Orlando for its spring meeting with a full agenda, including updates on the National Eucharistic Revival effort, a vote on revising the ethical and religious directives for health care services, and a vote on the drafting of a new pastoral statement on persons with disabilities in the life of the church. The bishops' public meeting will take place June 15th and 16th after the bishops meet privately today for prayer and fraternal dialogue. The public portion will be open with addresses from the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, and USCCB President Archbishop Timothy Broglio, the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, who was elected to the role at the Bishop's Ball Gathering. Now, one item that could provoke discussion is the bishop's vote on moving forward with the revision of a portion of ethical and religious directives for health care services, which covers the relationship between Catholic medical professionals and their patients. Well, Donald Trump became the first former president to face a judge on federal charges as he pleaded not guilty in a Miami courtroom Tuesday to dozens of felony counts accusing him of hoarding classified documents and refusing government demands to give them back. His aide, Walt Nata, has also been indicted for concealing documents and for making false statements. Nata did not enter a plea Tuesday. Outside the courtroom, law enforcement had prepared for crowds of up to 50,000 people, but in the end, only about 1,000 supporters gathered. Trump could be facing more legal peril in the future. Special counsel continues to investigate his actions around the January 6th riot. The U.S. Capitol and officials in Georgia are looking into attempts to pressure state workers in the weeks after the 2020 election. It remains to be seen whether the former president will also be charged in those investigations. Pope Francis doctors expect the Pope to be discharged from the hospital in the next few days, according to the Vatican. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni said that the hospital medical staff have reported that the Pope's recovery is proceeding regularly without complication and are therefore planning to discharge him in the next few days. 
Bruni added that the Pope has been working from the hospital's papal medical suite, where he also spent time in prayer in its small chapel, received the Eucharist. The Vatican canceled all of the Pope's public and private audiences until June 18th. Dr. Sergio Alvieri, who operated on Pope Francis on June 7th, has said that from a medical point of view, he believes there would be nothing preventing the Pope from continuing with his planned travels to Portugal and Mongolia in August after his recovery. Oh, those pesky little insects. Oh, yes, those insects. Indeed. Clark County officials say the mosquito season has arrived early and residents may be facing another summer with a bigger than usual mosquito population. I, I don't know if that's better than bigger than usual mosquitoes. <laughs> bigger than <laughs> the, usual mosquito I like that. Yeah, population. We don't need them getting any bigger yeah. than they are. So the Clark County Mosquito Control District has already been treating areas with high numbers of mosquitoes across the county. Now they say you can help as well. So here's what you need to do. You can drain standing water from locations on your property, repair leaky faucets and sprinklers and clogged gutters, you can change the water in your bird baths, ponds, and pet bowls at least twice a week. And then to keep from getting bitten, when possible, stay indoors during the dawn and dusk hours. That's when mosquitoes are most active. And then you can also cover your skin, wear long sleeve shirts and pants if practical when outdoors. And you can repair the screens on your windows and doors to keep the pests out of your house. And you can always use EPA-approved repellents on your skin, but f- certainly follow the instructions when you do that. So, yeah, that's the big key. If you got standing water mm-hmm. around your house, yeah, you, you got to get rid gotta of it. Got to get rid of it. That's where they're breeding. So I have a bird bath in my front yard. Yeah. I love it. And so do the birds. Yeah. But what I have in there also is a solar-powered little fountain. And it's just, you know, about maybe three, four inches across, and it's a solar, you can see the little solar panels around it, and it powers the pump underneath, Mm -hmm. and then it just spits up the little little fountain, and it it keeps the water moving. Mm -hmm. The birds like it just fine, too, and it keeps those mosquitoes from settling in there. Right. Can you change the water out if you want? Oh, absolutely. It's just right there in the front yard. I tip the whole thing over, scrub it down, and fill it with fresh water. That's, That's a good thing to do makes me happy watching those birds (laughs) well the average price of a gallon of regular unleaded gas was sitting at four dollars and 81 cents statewide in washington on monday that's up 10 cents from the week prior according to the AAA. this price hike marked the 19th week this year of rising fuel prices for washingtonians following the implementation of the new carbon tax earlier mm-hmm. this year in the evergreen state residents have to dig a little deeper into their wallets than most washington's pump prices currently stand at the second most expensive nationally with only california being more expensive we're higher than hawaii yeah that's surprising that is really surprising now there in hawaii their fuel price is sitting at four dollars and 73 cents a gallon now, Washington's 481 places it a dollar 22 higher than the national average. The Oregonians not paying a whole lot less. Their average four dollars and forty seven cents. Hmm. Of course, though, you can shop around and get it uh, for less. Right. That's just the average. Yeah. 
Well, I like now that you uh, ride your moped into work. <laughs> That's pretty nice. You just you, you start seeing more and more of those <laughs> yes. electric uh, bicycles and <laughs> yes. vehicles. Right. That's they're they're becoming very popular. Uh, sports: The National Hockey League Championship has been settled on their home ice. The Las Vegas Golden Knights pounded the Florida Panthers nine to three last night to win its first ever Stanley Cup. I'm wondering. I'd, I'd have to go look. I'm wondering if nine goals is the most ever scored in a championship. That's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. Anyway, Vegas defeated Florida in five games, capping off a 111 point season where it finished first in the Western Conference. Quite an accomplishment for the NHL's second youngest franchise, which won a title in its sixth year of operation. A franchise record crowd of over 19,000 fans packed into T-Mobile Arena to witness last night's feat. This is Las Vegas' second pro title in nine months. The Aces claimed the WNBA championship in September. We were talking earlier, it looks like the Oakland A's Maybe relocating to Las Vegas, and already they have the Oakland Raiders, and now the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders, Raiders in yep. the NFL. So, uh, quite the uh, quite the sporting mecca now is Las Vegas. So the Stanley Cup had Las Vegas and Florida, two uh, powerhouses <laughs> yes. with yeah. long histories of yes. ice hockey. Yeah, I don't know how long Florida's been around, <laughs> but like I said, uh, the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights—they were like just six years old. I would prefer you to call it Lord Stanley's Cup. Oh, excuse me. Lord Stanley's Cup. Thank you. Well, for many of us, ordinary time can feel ordinary, not particularly special. While we thoroughly enjoy the beautiful seasons of Easter and Christmas, ordinary time not eliciting the same feeling. As a result, ordinary times often overlooked, not giving its chance to shine. However, this time of the church's year has great potential and can give us a profound insight into our own lives. One topic for meditation during this season is to focus on the unknown years of Jesus' life. The gospel account focus almost exclusively on the final three years of Jesus' ministry and give us hardly any details of his first 30. The church has pointed to these hidden years as the connection it has to our ordinary life. The Catholic Catechism says, During the greatest part of his life, Jesus shared the condition the vast majority of human beings a daily life spent without evident greatness, a life of manual labor. And the hidden life at Nazareth allows everyone to enter into fellowship with Jesus by the most ordinary events of daily life. In this way, Jesus sanctified ordinary life, showing us that the kingdom of God is accessible to everyone, no matter their situation. The key is to realize that your life can be made holy by inviting God into it, Even the most mundane tasks can be turned into a beautiful offering to God. Mm -hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Wonderful event coming up on June 24th. Get this on your calendar. 1030 a.m. is the 50th anniversary of priestly ordinations happening at St. Joseph's Catholic Church down in Salem. St. Joseph Parish in Salem invites all to the 50th anniversary celebration of ordination for three beloved priests, Father James Coleman, Monsignor Richard Huniger, 
Father Kenneth Olson. Mass begins at 1030, followed by a reception. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to have an opportunity to talk with Angelique Godfrey from the Senior Priest's Office oh, for yeah. the Archdiocese of Seattle. She's going to talk a little bit about that and the services that the Archdiocese is responsible for with our senior priests. And you can find the details on this event. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, Brenda, today, the last day of school, and if you think you're just going to hang around the house all summer long, you got another guest coming here. <laughs> you got another thing coming. <laughs> you got another thing coming. So actually, just just funning with you. We're going to talk about summer jobs, though, for uh, teens, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a list of the best ones they can find this summer, so that way they're not uh, hanging around the house being bored. <laughs> That's right. That's coming up. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. St. Benedict says, prayer is essential, period. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In the rule of St. Benedict, he gives detailed instructions for Benedictine communities to come together several times each day to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. By contrast, his teaching on private prayer for monks is very simple. He advises that when a monk is moved to pray, he should do so privately with heartfelt devotion. No matter where you live, it's important to set aside a specific time to pray each day. You can pray together with family or your church community, or simply pray alone. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E MinuteMonk.com. Prayer should always be one of our priorities. A serious and focused effort to pray will lead us to true devotion of the heart. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It is 844 at Mater Day Radio. Taking a look at your forecast. A few clouds this morning, maybe some sunshine this afternoon. A little cooler, high of just 67 degrees. Low tonight around 58, increasing clouds. And then kind of the same for tomorrow, decreasing clouds, highs in the lower 70s. Currently it is 58 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 57 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. Well, we can't salute you, can't find a flag If that don't suit you, that's a drag 
Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> kids across Portland area probably so excited today. Maybe not so much in Vancouver because they got to make up some snow days. I don't know what children you are going to get to show up for additional days at the end. But nonetheless, they are there on the calendar. I can't rec- Did we have snow days this year? It just seemed like it was, I don't recall many. Uh, well, we had the snow days. Yeah, okay. You know, a few here and there. Huh? I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think when it, because we had, didn't we have a little snow over the Christmas holiday, it we seemed did. like. But, eh, eh, eh. Okay, they're calling for more. Okay. So nonetheless, uh, but they will be. Technically today is, though, the last day of school for so many. Kids will be so excited this afternoon. On the last day of school, when I picked the kids up from elementary school, we always went to the DQ. Oh, nice. That was our stop yeah. over to We, we would do stuff. Yeah, I know, that, that's a good point. Yeah, it's fun. So for those older kids, though, well, enjoy maybe a week of sleeping in, but you're going to have to get a job this summer. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. All so right. That's happening in our household, too. And so I found a great article from Indeed.com. Ah, yeah. And they have got the best jobs for high schoolers to do. Oh, okay. So I thought we'd run the list a little bit of sure. some of the things that high schoolers are going to be able to do. Nice. Uh, you, we both had jobs in the uh, agricultural uh, field. <laughs> yes, we did. Le- the growing... agricultural sciences. <laughs> That's it. Growing up in the Willamette Valley, starting in middle school, right after school was out, I was out into the uh, strawberry fields, uh, picking strawberries. And then later in the season, Pole beans, and they don't even, I don't think they grow pole beans anymore. I, I think know. they're all bush beans and mechanized, but uh, that was the progression of the summer from strawberries to beans. Okay. I did the avocado sorting at, uh, in fact, my mom worked at this avocado, right. Henry Avocado Company yeah. uh, in Escondido, California. I sat on the grater standing up and I would take the ugly avocados and put them on a different cart uh, because those were sold as seconds. David. Yes. And not the pretty kind of ones that you get in the grocery store. Weren't they made into uh, guacamole? That's it. That's exactly what I think they did with them. So anyway, so let's talk about some of these things that kids are going to be able to do this summer. Earn themselves a little bit uh, extra spending cash. Okay. All right. Number 10 on the list, a server. The national average that a person makes taking orders, getting them to the kitchen, uh, getting their water refilled and Mm -hmm. their beverages. About $12 an hour. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that is not bad. Now, some areas, of course, servers aren't under that minimum wage requirement and tips make up for that. But I don't know if that's the case necessarily for many restaurants these days in Washington and Oregon. And, you know, probably a job that has some openings because it seems like you go buy restaurants or things and they'll say, you know, help wanted. Help wanted. Uh, I think that I would love to be a server at the restaurant I went to yesterday afternoon, Island Cafe. Oh, yeah. Out on Hayden Island, sure. out there on the dock. Know it, yeah. That's a pretty nice place That'd out be there. be fun. Uh, I had a daughter that was number nine on this list, a lifeguard. Oh, she yeah. She was a lifeguard at the YMCA. In fact, she did that even beyond because that was an indoor pool mm-hmm. uh, in Vancouver. And it was a great, she was a great swimmer, yeah. learned uh, people skills, dealing with parents and children. Sure. No running. Yeah. Stop running. <laughs> Stop running on the deck. That's right. And uh, first aid skills, too. So that's on the list. Great job. That's a good resume builder right there. Exactly. And you think about, too, as a lifeguard, the different places, including places like Camp Howard. Sure. Right. They are always in need of lifeguards, too, to help out with summer camp duties. All right. You're going to have a hard time convincing any children I know about number eight. Okay. But it is a good one. 
housekeeper. Oh, yeah. Learn okay. how to, you know, clean yeah. spaces, maybe help out a grandparent or getting a job at a, you know, a hotel or resort. Mm-hmm. They always are going to need help with housekeepers. Okay. It's a good one. It is. It's a good yeah. one. Uh, but, you know, again, kids these days. Kids these days. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, these kids these days. <laughs> All right. We're running down the list of some of the best summer jobs, according to Indeed.com, mm-hmm. that you can uh, uh Parents sit down and fill out the application for them because you're desperate to get them out of the house this <laughs> summer. This, I think, would be a fun one. Yeah. If, but unfortunately, it might mean that they're not going to get to sleep in too much. How about a barista? Oh, okay. They're making all of those yeah. beverages, coffee, drinks, teas. I have been to a Dutch Bros mm-hmm. in the afternoon mm-hmm. on the summer. It is like a party out there (laughs) people in the line taking your orders young kids milling around talking to each other's with these drinks that are shades and colors that are not natural to food right but they love them okay so those are baristas make those that could be a good job yeah might be a little harder to get in at dutch bros yeah an easy entry-level job into uh the restaurant business host or hostess Mm. Mm-hmm. Just if you are a personal person standing right there at the entry, holding the door, welcoming people, there you go. How many Host in your party? How many in your party? That's right. That'll be 25 <laughs> minutes. Please have a seat. <laughs> yes. See, I've, I've, we're already set. I And then and then you hold your palm out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just right this way. Right this way. Right this way. Come along. <laughs> Okay. How about a pool attendant? Now, we don't have too Hmm. many pools, outdoor pools around here, but you think about some of the areas that they do have, you know, checking in people, handing out towels. I think about what's that big um, down there in Clackamas, I want to say. There's that big indoor pool that's got the water slides. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The wave pool. Yep. They have pool attendants. Walk around, pick up towels. No running on the deck. That's right. That might be the Clackamas Aquatic Center. Oh, there you go. I think that's I what think that is. I think you're right. Yeah. That's it. I've been there a few times mm-hmm. before. Uh, the, lots of jobs in the food industry. Well, yeah. Bussing tables. That's sure. number four on the list. Yeah. That's a great one. That will get your evening to fly by Mm -hmm. because you're just running. You're not having to deal with people too much. You're just, you're waiting for them to finish their food. You come over, wipe down the table, get it set for the next person and back to the uh, kitchen area. And maybe this is on the list, but back in my day too, a lot of uh, high schoolers, uh, classmates, they worked at fast food restaurants. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you name it, they, they always were looking for help. Perfect. Yeah. So here's a couple of great ones, too. This is number two and number one. So we're finishing up. Number two, movie clerk. Ah. Get a job at the movies. There you go. I think my kids were telling me that the mall in Vancouver, they've got, uh, I think it's an AMC. Their last movie starts at like 1030 at night. Yeah. So you you just hang out late, you know, you check people in and then in between, you're just kind of waiting. You You watch a movie. You watch a movie, pick up the popcorn afterwards, and you're off. And then the last one, this could be hot, though, cart attendant. Cart attendant. Any idea what a cart attendant? I got a degree in cart attending sciences. Cart attendant. I'm not sure. If you got a job in a grocery store, you had to go outside and collect all the shopping carts and bring uh, them in. Okay. That is a cart a attendant. Cart attendant. Making yes. a minimum wage, I think in uh, it's around like $13 an hour. Mhm. 
So mm-hmm. just work on your tan and collect carts. Now, see, I worked in a grocery store my high school years, and I mean, we collected carts, but that was just like min- that was like the last thing on the list. I mean, we did a lot of other stuff yeah. in, in the grocery store, you know, stocking shelves, whatever. But that was part of it. That was part of it. Now I've seen where some places, I want to think maybe in Europe, I hopefully this doesn't catch on, but they have to put a quarter in this little machine to pull the cart out. Oh, okay. And then to get their quarter back, they got to go put it back back in in. the thing and then it spits their quarter out. Good idea. That's pretty, that's a a great idea. That way you make sure you get the carts in. But now you don't have any cart attendant (laughs) jobs. That's true. (laughs) Well, hopefully, kids, you have a wonderful summer and maybe you'll find a great job from the list and you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Monterey Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 855 in Mater Day Radio. Decreasing clouds today in your forecast. It'll have a high of 67 degrees. Clouds overnight tonight, low of 51. And then kind of the same for tomorrow, although a little warmer tomorrow. 74 your high, even warmer Friday, 77. Currently, it is, let me look here, got to recheck. 57 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Marie Miller. You're not alone. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
is Marie Miller, and you're not alone. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thank you for joining the morning blend on this uh, last day of school special. You know, just a reminder, too, if you're out driving around today, going to be a lot of excited kids out there. So that's right. Definitely drive carefully and, and particularly if you're around the school zones today. So uh, just a little reminder. A little reminder. Yeah, yeah, a little reminder to our high schoolers, too. You are not invisible. That's right. So. Please be safe this summer. And have a great time. Absolutely. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston's going to be blazing the trail 7.30 this evening. But catch the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app this afternoon. And we hope you have a very blessed day.